Hey there, this is Steph from StephFuccio.com with another episode of Geopets Now Podpomo, National Podcast Posting Month. Every day this crazy month, podcasters like myself will be posting a podcast episode. You can find out more at nowpodpomo.org or you can go to the Nowpodpomo Facebook group. There's also a group RSS feed in the show notes where you can add that to your podcast app and you will have access to many of us and our daily postings all in one podcast feed. All month I will be doing a range of experimental catch-up episodes of previous guests on all of the Geopets Podcast Network podcasts. And yes, we have many podcasts, about eight right now, and you can find them all at stephfuccio.com forward slash podcasts. I sound a little confused right now because I'm reading and walking in a park, trying out my new... um, my new clip microphone, lanyard microphone, whatever you call it, that I bought before we left Germany. And this is the first time I'm using it in Albania, and I love it. I just used it for a YouTube video, and I love the sound of, well, not so much the car sound like what's behind me right now. I like the walking and grass sound that happens. I'm guessing this is a condenser microphone because it's picking up on my foot sounds, and um, yeah. That's a bit more than I expected. But this is experimental month, so I'm experimenting, doing my intro and outro with this new microphone. So let me know how it sounds. I did the video when I was up on a trail in the park that was quieter, so I'm not so sure this part's going to work. But let me keep going here, just in case it does work. We heard from Shannon Martin of Two Who Travel on her reflections on her reflection, on Geopath's reflections. How's that for a lot of reflections? (laughs) She talked about the episode we did about two years ago on a blog post that she wrote her first year in Shanghai, China, which is where we both were during the original conversation that we had for Geopath's reflections. I love the geographic whiplash that we have with us starting in the original episode in Shanghai and then uh, her going from there to the U.S. and then over to Spain and me going from Germany over to Albania. We also talked about part of that geographic musical chair, shall we say, in, in a book episode that we did that's coming out in December. So stay tuned for that on Geopets Books. So today what I want to do is to play you a clip from the original two-part episode that I did with Shannon on Geopats Reflections in 2018. That conversation was split into two. One part was her reading the blog post and the other part was her reflecting on it. And I think for the purpose of this clip, I thought it would be best if I pulled a a clip from the reflections part. So this is from part two, which is episode six of Geopats Reflections. In this clip, Shannon talks about different characteristics and things that she thought was were wonderful about China, but that may have confused people once she left. Misconceptions about China that most people who don't live or haven't visited for a decent amount of stretch, that haven't visited, might have about the place, and so much more. If hearing Shannon yesterday and hearing this clip from the original conversation from 2018 today, what's your appetite to hear the entire full two episodes uh, of Geopat's Reflections with Shannon and her vlog? posts from many, many years ago, then please do hit the show notes at stephfuccio.com forward slash nowpodpomo forward slash 42, and you can see all of the links to everything that we talked about, as well as the original episode, and all of Shannon's social media information, should you want to contact her as well. 
Also, this month we have two specific goals for Geopets Nail Pod Pomo. One goal is to reach 100 listeners a day by the end of the month. And the second goal is monetary. I cannot lie, we need equipment and software to keep this puppy running. And so that is one coffee a day. I am transparently reporting on our progress every day. Um, I am transparently reporting on our progress often. And so far we haven't had a coffee, so hey, we're thirsty. Help us out. Buyusacoffee.com forward slash geopets. If you can. I know it's a tough year. Trust me, I know that. So if you can't, don't even worry about it. But uh, for the first goal of 100 listeners a day, I have a pre-written tweet that you can just copy and paste into a tweet or even a Facebook post or an Instagram post of your own, wherever you want to post it. It's already written for you, so it's super easy. Just head into the show notes, either on your phone or uh, at stefficio.com forward slash promo on the phone or on the blog, on your phone or on our blog post and for episode 42, and you can copy and paste that over in no time at all. Whatever you do, however you do it, I thank you so much for listening to this and all, any and all of our episodes on Geopets and Outside Pomo, as well as any of the regular podcasts in the Geopets Podcast Network. Let's get to it, shall we? But there was something about bunny pajamas. Yeah. Did you own these bunny pajamas? I did, did you... and I still do, but they're very they're yes. very short. They never they were like the biggest ones they had. That's another funny thing about Tony being. I mean, I'm tall, mm. but I never thought I would be like an XXL, XXL, <laughs> you know, size. And yeah. those were the biggest ones they had, but they're still only like they're they're more like capri pants. But yeah, fuzzy bunny pajamas, and then when I got those, that time we lived in a a, a nicer apartment complex, and there was only two apartments on every floor, and we had uh, German, well, German slash Portuguese neighbors, and I remember my neighbor sent me a a message, we got our padded, big padded pajamas, so we had a picture of she and her husband, in the giant, like, old, like, plaid, huge, like, Fluffy, giant. The pajamas, you can't wear them to bed. I mean, it's wearing, like, two down blankets. Yeah, yeah, so they were just their lounge clothes mm-hmm. to wear around. So she sent me those, but yeah. Yeah, I have little, like, panda pillow hand warmers. I'm not wearing that stuff as much as I used to. I guess I thought it was very new and exciting when I was here at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was super grumpy when I first moved to Taiwan because I, even in care for, uh, I couldn't find plain sheets with one color. Okay. Everything was not just flower patterned, but cartoon patterned. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm an adult. <laughs> why Why this? Why that? And now I'll like consciously go and look for the cutest, cartooniest thing <laughs> and carry that around consciously as a 46-year-old woman. I'm yes. like, hey, uh, look at me. I'm cute. <laughs> I did have one grumpy. I have a like the neck pillows. Yeah. Um, I have a different one now, but I had this pink pig one. And actually, it's from a place in the U.S. It's yeah. those spa stores that are in the airport. Yeah. That's where I got it. And I had a grumpy old dude in the U.S. be like, aren't you a little old for that? <laughs> All those flight attendants are very much like, oh, that's so cute, blah, 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 yeah. this guy. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> aren't you a little old to be talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> so. Brings happiness. Yeah. I'm like, do? look, on a long flight, anything that's going to make someone smile is good. Seriously. <laughs> you mentioned that people were surprised by nobody stealing like clothes on the... Mm-hmm on the racks and stuff. For the people you know who haven't come to China, what do you think is one of the biggest things that they don't understand about modern day China? 
everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, it's big, isn't I'll, it? I'll encapsulate it in a few things. Yeah. Um, one, that level of safety, mm-hmm. which maybe doesn't have to do with the laundry stealing, but the level of day-to-day safety, mm-hmm. which I know there's a trade-off, security versus things like privacy. Right. And I don't discount that, but I also see where it does work here in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. One of the few places I've lived where I'd be I don't, I'm not usually out till three in the morning, mm-hmm. but I walk around by myself at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I think people don't really know that mm-hmm. until they hear more about day-to-day life. They hear a lot of things in snippets, so they do hear like, oh, economic growth and blah, 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 but they don't, they just don't know what day-to-day life is mm-hmm. like, I don't think. And then they have a lot of thoughts on like the government and the sort of the bad, the negative things that the press likes to play up. And yeah. I still get a lot of, and it surprises me, because I feel like nowadays this wouldn't come up mm-hmm. as much. I feel like people would be more informed, but they'll always, oh, like, all right, do they, like, knock on your door? Are they, you know, listening to your, you know, all this stuff? And they have this real strong feeling, and yeah. I always, I'm always like, here's kind of how it works. It doesn't work that way, and, you know, and also it's, there's like, it seems to be a lack of awareness about how things work in a lot of other places, right. too. My privacy is just as not available as it is in the U.S. as it is. I think the day-to-day stuff like that that they think, they have kind of an old-school picture. And and I say all that not like I'm the expert and know everything because I've mm-hmm. lived here a long time and, you know, it's a lot to unpack. It is. So It is, but the, the difference between what I think the average, I wouldn't even say just average American, average person who's never been to China knows about mm-hmm. modern-day China versus what it's like yeah. is extremely different. Yeah. And I still can't, in some way, wrap my head around, is that because of what China's projecting into the world, what people are willing to absorb from what's coming out of China, or just is it partially a language barrier? Because people see things in Chinese language and they go, oh, I can't handle that, and they don't even look at pictures right. that come right. with it kind of thing. I don't, I don't know why there's such a big difference between what they think they know and what is real. <laughs> yeah, and people are really surprised. Like when I we have visitors to Shanghai, they're always like, and they usually fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. They're surprised, and especially Shanghai, it's a very unique part of China. Yeah. I'm not trying to equate it to all of China. And the day to day stuff that we try to explain, mm-hmm. like paying with everything with our phone, mm-hmm. using WeChat and Alipay, when we explain that to people, I always get this, and we're literally explaining how it works. Mm-hmm. But there's still until you see, like you were talking about videos. There's some videos mm-hmm. online that show it better because you kind of really need to see how it operates, yep. like having a whole day doing it, mm-hmm. because. When you tell people, they'll say like, "Oh, we have, yeah, we have some stuff like that, like Alipay and some apps." I'm like, "No, no, 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 you, like, you, you know, and delivery." I'll say like, "We can get everything delivered anytime, 24 And I'll give examples, yeah. but it's like you have to come and just like live in my apartment for a couple of days and then see how you actually could just literally yeah. stay in your bed and yeah. never leave and like get anything you wanted. So I think that day to day life, but that's that's hard anywhere to know to understand what places are like until you're that's spent. True. I mean, even an extended vacation. I think that I don't want to soapbox too much, but I think the reason why it gets to me so much sometimes, or annoys me so much sometimes, is because there's the the fear-mongering that goes on with it. So people are very easy to attach to the scare, what they think is a scary part of modern-day China, but they don't want to find out any of the quote-unquote normal or everyday life stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like they, they like the fear. Oh, they're worse than us, or they're different in that way that, I don't know. Yeah, and... Because of the way that sound bites and, you know, articles go out, it's true about, I guess, a lot of different cultures I understand, but because the U.S. and Mm -hmm. maybe Europe as a whole and China are like these big sort of Mm -hmm. powers in the world, those are who you tend to hear. It happens outside. It happens, I mean, Chinese friends definitely have the same 
problems with America. Oh yeah. Because they see yeah. the sound bites and if something is going on there and you know, again, not all of it's yeah. wrong. It's just like not everyone's wrong about the things they're talking about about China, but it's very it's generalizations and it's yeah. overblown sometimes yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's equally as off Chinese people's view of other countries? Is it as misconceived as our view of China might be? Maybe not as much because I think those places have been open for so long. Mm. So there's also like, there is still a closedness here. Yeah. I mean, to, people still have to get visas mm-hmm. to a certain you know there's some transit visas now. But so it just tends to be a place people from any country outside of China have gone mm-hmm. less. You know, you talk to people that do yeah. travel a lot, mm-hmm. and they'll have hit like almost all of Asia, but they're like, ah, eh, China, I have to get the visas, and yeah. I hear it's more of a language barrier and stuff. So yeah. I think they have, uh, people, now anyway, nowadays anyway, I think people, younger people are traveling and studying abroad and stuff mm-hmm. so much here that they're they're gaining a lot more understanding. I mean, they're rapidly outpacing mm-hmm. the others, the, you know, the other way. I'm very curious what that generation of Chinese folks are going to do once they get to that age of power. I wouldn't say put up with, but I feel like with all governments, the population has to put up with a certain amount Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I'm just very, very curious how much of traditional China in its infrastructure is going to keep going and how much of it will be massaged when they get into power. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the the younger generation, and its generations are so much shorter Mm -hmm. because how rapidly things change. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they're a a different breed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I interact with young Chinese people a lot, and Mm -hmm. the women especially, they're just like, they're dynamos, and they're doing things that, you know, even, I mean, my age, I'm a totally different generation than them, but even someone 10 years younger than me Mm -hmm. is a totally... And um, they're just doing things that just weren't popular a little while ago. They are traveling. More. They're doing independent travel. Mm-hmm. They're things that still maybe aren't like widely, widely happening, but slowly starting mm-hmm. to. And like when you talk about coffee culture, I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about a place that like you couldn't find a coffee. Mm-hmm. And even 2012, there wasn't that much coffee here. And then yep. it's like, boom, you know, and the adopting of those different things is, is interesting. And there will be a lot of probably traditional culture that gets left behind that'll be like the sad part of it thank you so much to shannon for for being a guest uh, not only on this now pod promo special experimental episode this month but also let's see shannon has been on geopat's books she's been on geopat's reflections clearly that's the one we're talking about yesterday and today and she's been on geopat's uh, online she helped me interview uh documentarian how wool and um, am I missing any? I feel like she's been on a lot of our podcasts. So thank you, Shannon, for being such a good sport and for being so interested in the Geopets Podcasting Network. She's been an incredible support for the podcast and very informed throughout the years. So thank you, Shannon, for your support and your interest. It's really, really meant more to me than I could say. This episode is brought to you by StephBuccio.com, where I offer custom services, including but not limited to podcast editing, podcast workshops, podcast consulting, you get the idea. If you need to do it in podcasting, contact me. I can help you out. And again, that's stephfuccio.com, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O.com. Again, the full show notes are at that address, forward slash, pomo forward slash, 42. This is a daily experience, and clearly I have had coffee today, so I'm not tired when I'm recording this. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Caffeinated or not, I will be back. I'm doing these 30 days. I don't care what they sound like. No, that's not true. That's not true. Okay, bye.